I'm looking forward to it in a sense because they want me to preach to them and, and I'm anxious to do it. But we're going to have a good time in the Lord. We went today and there was a good crowd there for the viewing today. Uh, and I didn't know he was that well known. I didn't know a lot of things about him. I got I learned there today as we, he played ball and everything else. But uh, Tommy is, was quite a guy. But he sure... I'm going to miss him. I pulled up there a few minutes ago outside and I told my wife, I said, I miss Tommy coming up in that Cadillac driving his mama and being here and we're going to miss him. Got to see his little gal a few minutes. So, y'all just pray about that whole situation if you would please. Tonight, I'd like for you to turn to 1 John chapter 4. I want to talk to you about the victory of this Christian over anti-Christian teachers. And uh, I want to read to you in 1 John chapter 4, just like to read a little while, beginning in verse 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits where they are of God, because many false prophets are going out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God, Every spirit that confesses Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist where uh, you have heard that it should come. And even now already is in the world. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in the world, in you, than he that is in the world. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God, he that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And this was manifested, in this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us, and sent His Son to be the perpetuation of our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and His love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in Him, and He in us, because He has given us of His Spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in Him, and He in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we might have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in the world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out uh, fear, because fear has torment. He that fears is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God, 
and hated his brother. He's a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he has not has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment have we from him, that he who loved God love his brother also. Pray with me, please. <coughs> Heavenly Father, I pray tonight that you would help us as Christians understand that there are people out there that's teaching error and they're teaching heresy against thy word and against thy son. And we have to be very careful who we listen to. Bless us tonight now as we study in Jesus' name. Amen. In verse 4, especially, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he is in you than he is in the world. Now, the words in verse 4, you are of God, tells us four things. First of all, we have communion with him. Secondly, as heartily holding and confessing the truth which unites us with him. Verse 2 says, Hereby know ye that the Spirit, uh, ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. I've told this story many times, but it just gets to the point hey, of dealing with a Jehovah's Witness one time. And uh, Jehovah's Witness do not believe that Jesus is the Son of God. They believe He is a Son of God. And uh, this verse tells you how you can test somebody, and I don't care who they are, whether it be of God or not, where no matter what religion they're saying they are, hereby we ye know the Spirit of God. How? Every spirit that confesses Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. In other words, Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. Amen? And if you don't believe that, you're not a God. So take any teachings, anybody that comes along, any denomination, any church, any preacher, and ask that one simple question. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is God? If they don't believe that Jesus Christ is God, then they're not of Him. Now, as having been born of Him, you are of God yourself. And as being His offspring, morally and spiritually, they were of God. Verse 4 again tells us three main things. That Christians are exposed to the assaults of heretical teachers. Every one of us has sat where we probably shouldn't have sat under different preachers and teachers and heard things that uh, is contrary to the Word of God. I know that I went to a Catholic, uh, a Presbyterian, I think it was, a funeral, and I never will forget it as they come in and with all that pumping going. I went because of a friend of mine asked me to go. It was his brother that passed away. And they said, now everybody come up and take communion. And after everybody come up and take a wafer and a little wine. And he said, uh, will you go with me, preacher, and take... Well, no, and I said, you ain't going either. And he said, what do you mean? i I, I got to go because of my brother. I said, no, you don't. Uh, that's not the body. What they say there in that assembly was that this is a body of Christ, and this is the blood of Christ, Come and take the body and the blood of Christ. No, it's not. It's a wafer and orange uh, wine. And that's all it is. Now, just because somebody prays over it and they say it becomes the body and blood of Christ, that's not so. 
we take a, when we take of the Lord's Supper, we take uh, 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 grape juice, which is the type of the blood of Christ, because it has no yield uh, in it, and so yeast in it, and that's yeast represents sin. So when we take of that uh, uh, juice on, at the Lord's Supper, we're saying this represents the Lord Jesus Christ's blood. It is not. I can't sit here and pray over the, uh, somebody's got a, a wine in their hand and say, "I'm going to turn this wine into the blood of Christ." That's heresy. And I can't take this wafer and pray over it and say, "This becomes the body of Christ." No, it doesn't. It typifies the body of Christ, and there's a vast difference there. And so it's the same way with water baptism. And so these kind of doctors, we've all sat under preachers like that and teachers like that, and we sit there and wonder, what are they talking about? And the Bible says you've got to be careful about that, that Christians are exposed to these kind of teaching. It was so in John's day, it's so in our day. There were those who denied that Jesus Christ had come in the flesh, claiming uh, His body was a ghost and not real. Others claimed that Jesus had entered into man, Jesus had his, had his baptism, and remained there unto the suffering, but uh, denied Jesus Christ came in the flesh. Now, i got news for you. Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. And that makes a difference. Many false teachers today still don't believe in the virgin birth, or the deity, the miracles, or the death and resurrection of Christ. Now, verse 4, 1 John, again, uh, chapter 4, verse 4. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You know where our victory is over false teachers? I have the Holy Spirit in me. When I got saved, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. In other words, then, the Holy Spirit in me will let me know when somebody's teaching the wrong things. It, just because a man stands with the Bible or, or somebody comes along and says, I'm going to teach the Word of God, and they're using false doctrine to teach you, I have the Holy Spirit in me, tells me, yeah, haven't you ever said unto somebody, and something inside of you said, that's wrong. They're teaching wrong. Are they teaching right? Are they witnessing? Or when, you, when a right preacher gets up and he preaches the right thing out of the Bible, the Bible says the Holy Spirit in you says that's right or that's wrong. And that's what verse 4 is talking about. You are God, little children, and have overcome them because great is He that is the Holy Spirit in you. So we have a witness within us. We're not bound to accept any teaching that is offered us. We do not have to read a book of errors. We don't have to hear a teacher of errors. The way of testing error and truth is by the teachings of our Lord and by the teachings of His apostles. And we are to accept or reject according to any teachings that it's, if it's in agreement or disagreement with God's standard, the Bible. I like this. I got the truth here. I got the standard. Of all religions in all the world, I got the standard. Of all worship of God, I got the standard. What I do if I'm sitting under somebody and it seems to me like that they're not teaching the truth, I turn to the Bible on that same subject that they're telling me and I see, wait a minute, you're wrong. 
Amen. And you know what the Bible says? Uh, you don't have to get up and uh, speak out against them, but you have to get out from among them. Get out from them. Amen. Now, the Bible makes, remember the Bible says, despise not prophesying, prove all things, hold fast that which is good. Amen. And that's what we're to do. Verse 4 also tells Christians can overcome the assaults of heretical teachers because of the presence of God within them. You are of God, little children. Amen. And notice something now. Three things here. God dwells in His people. By His Word, the student knows the views, opinions, the thoughts, and the theories, and principles, and convictions, and uh, His favorite author and sympathizes with him, sympathizes with him. The Christian knows God in his word. Psalms 1 and verse 2. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law doth he meditate day and night. Psalms 119 verse 97. Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day. The Christian is filled with his thoughts, feelings, and principles by means of God's Word. And God dwells in His people sickly by the faith which they exercise in Him. A Christian's faith is spiritual conviction, which makes God's uh, existence and presence uh, real to them. You ever had somebody come up to you and say, you know God's real, you ever seen Him? No, but I know He's real. I feel Him every day of my life. I talk to Him in prayer. He talks to me through His Word. The Holy Spirit speaks to me. I know He's real. Amen. God dwells in His people by their love to Him. Look at uh, chapter 4 again in verse 13. Hereby know we that we dwell in Him and He in us because He has given us of His Spirit. Then verse 14 says, And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. And in verse 16 and we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. John 14, verse 23. Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will, over, will come unto him and make our boat with him. There's no real spiritual indwelling apart from love. God dwells in His people by His Spirit. 1 John 4, verse 13. And in verse 4 again, it says that God is greater than Satan. Look at verse 4. You are of God, little children, have overcome them, because greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. That's the devil. I used to be afraid of the devil. And I'm going to tell you the truth, even to this day. And I have been called where people have said to me, my daughter or my son or somebody, I've been in, I, I never will forget going to, to an uh, institution uh, that people was completely out of their minds. And walking down that hallway, uh, those people, I had a man come up to me one time, I, I was going to visit somebody, and he came up to me and he said, will you vote for me, I'm running for president. I said, yes, sir. I ain't going to worry with him, amen. And he said, will you take one of my cards so you remember them? The only thing is he didn't have a card. 
<laughs> and so I just eased on by him and went on. But if you go on down a little bit further, here's a guy in a cage and he's climbing up the walls and, and scratching in the walls and carrying on and completely out of his mind. Now you listen to me. When you get in those situations, you better pray that God will help you through them before you go there. Because I'm not going to fight the devil. I want God to do it. Amen? Because if you don't, he'll win. But then later on, I got to read and I got to study the greater season. You know what you can do? Since you have the Holy Spirit in me, you can face any kind of false teacher. And if you'll listen to the wooing of the Holy Spirit to tell you what to do and do what He tells you to do, you'll be the victor over it. I don't understand Christians that'll just go anywhere to church and sit under any preacher, any kind of teacher, and come away and say, well, I went to church last night, but what did you hear? What were you listening to? And the Bible makes it very clear, you've got to be careful who you listen to. Because the devil knows how to get you. God doeth according to His will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. God doeth. Now what? God is infinite. Satan is infinite. No matter how great the power of Satan is, he is limited. His intellectual is limited. His agency and instruments are limited. His duration of power is limited. Revelation 20, verse 1 through 3. But God is infinite in intelligence, wisdom, power, duration, and perfection. God is a God of truth. Satan is a father of lies. John 8, verse 44. Truth is a permanent and victorious force. It will always stand. I heard a famous preacher said this one time, and I wrote it down. He said, always tell the truth because truth stands on its own. Because if you tell a lie, you're going to have to prop it up with another lie and then another lie and then another lie. You have to prop up a lie, but you don't have to prop up a truth. It'll stand if you just tell the truth. Amen. That's all you got to do. I, I read a, one of my favorite sermons is... Uh, Dr. Bob Jones Sr. wrote a book, Just Do Right. Just Do Right. And you think about that for just a minute. If you do right, it'll stand. Amen. You do wrong, you got to prop it up. And the Bible says so. Falsehood is transient, feeble, and doomed to extinction. The power of Satan is based upon lies. And for that reason, it overthrows a certain... Uh, thing it cannot stand but the power of God is the power of truth and holiness and therefore destined to continue and grow eternally God is love but Satan is malignant you know why I'm still excited about our country I just believe there's enough Christians in this country to overcome the devil I just really do I know the devil crowd out there you look at the TV you look at the news and uh, I was talking to somebody today, and they said, oh, that's just the news. Well, it's showing the things that's going on all across this country. And you look at it, and you look, boy, it looks like Satan's winning. No, he's not. No, he's not. And you go back and think about it. I can, as long as I can remember, he's been fighting God's people. But every time 
in time, if we pray as God's people, God will overcome. Amen? Love of God dwells in His people. God's presence within His people is a secret of their victory over heretical teachers. Verse 4, Ye have overcome them, because great is He that is in you. Amen? I told you about that woman who come to church, sat on the back row, and after church she come up to me, and, and she said, Pastor, the, the, God has called me to come by here to talk to you about starting a lesbian class in your church to teach your women about lesbians. I said, no, you ain't. And you ain't coming in here either. And it's just that simple. Amen? I know enough about that message I want to know. And it sure ain't of God. And so I, I already know that. And and I've had, you can't believe how many people. I was coming to church one Sunday morning, and there was a long-haired guy with his coat all the way to the ground, and he was sitting on his suitcase out there in the front porch years ago, and when the church was full back that time, he said, God has sent me by here, Brother Strun, uh, to sing for you today for $7,000. And I said, is that right? I said, God didn't tell me about it. Amen. And you ain't going to do it. It's just that simple. And number one, to look at him, uh, with his hair and his beard and the dress he was out, and he had a bath in a month, and he's going to tell me God sent send him by here to preach for us for $7,000? No, I don't think so. Amen? You ever see that guy used to walk the streets of Branham with a cross on his back and sandals on his feet in a robe? And he walked around saying, I'm Jesus, come back. No, uh, these kind of people is in the world today. But the Bible makes it very plain. Us as Christians can know them. We can know how to overcome them. And I want you to watch verse 1 of chapter 4 and I'm through. Beloved, believe not every spirit. And notice that word spirit there is not capitalized. You see it? But try the spirits where they are of God because many false prophets are going out into the world. Then look at verse 2 now. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. That's capitalized. That's the Holy Spirit of God. Amen? And notice verse 1 now back up a minute. Notice something else. Try the spirits, and that's not capitalized. So that's the spirits of the devil. Try them does not mean to try them on. It means to, when they come along, try them by the Word of God. Put them up to the Word of God. When somebody comes along with a false teaching, you take their teachings and you get in the Word of God and you compare it with what they're teaching with the Word of God and you'll find out they're wrong. Amen? Try them that way. Put them on uh, judgments uh, of judging them. And I like what uh, some people has got the strangest idea. We're Christians. The Bible says, judge no man. Well, it's not talking about judge, not judging false teachers. We're to judge them by the Word of God. That means to put them up by the Word of God. I like what Dr. Uh, Bob Jones said years ago in a sermon. He said, the only way you can tell where something's crooked or not where a stick is crooked, you put a crooked stick upside of a straight one. Amen? And it's the same thing when it comes to false teaching. You put the false teaching up by the straight teaching of the Word of God, and then you try them and you know which is right and which is wrong. 
And so don't listen to everything that comes along. I was talking to somebody just yesterday, uh, just telling me that they just visiting around all kind of churches just to see what... You better be careful. The devil will get you. Let me tell you something. Did you know if you listen to gossip about somebody long enough, you'll believe some of it? Did you know that? You listen to it enough, it'll stick with you. A little something will stick with you, as somebody said. It's the same way with false teachers. If you sit under it and listen to it enough, you'll begin to put doubts in your mind. And the Bible says, don't you do that. You come out from among them, be ye separate, says the Lord. You're a chosen vessel. You don't sit under that kind of stuff, and you don't listen to it. Leave it alone. Heavenly Father, I do pray tonight that you bless your people. And Father, we do want to be a people of God. And we want to teach what is right and what is wrong and know it because it's put up against Your Word and Your Word alone, which is truth. Bless us tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for being here tonight.